Hey there, my friend, and welcome to another episode of the Mark Struchowski podcast. Before we get into the podcast episode today, I want to invite you to head on over to my website, overwhelmsucks.com. Yes, you did hear that correctly, overwhelmsucks.com. Pick up my free guide, 10 Quick Ways to Conquer Overwhelm. I know that when you're overwhelmed, the last thing you want to do is read a long report, so I intentionally made this free guide simple to read and most importantly to implement so get your free guide 10 quick ways to conquer overwhelm at overwhelmsucks.com claudia noriega bernstein is a life and abundance coach who has helped people from different backgrounds to discover and implement the full potential of their own creative powers for personal growth and self-healing claudia welcome to the show hi Scott. Ski, how are oh, you? Don't call me Sky. That's not a good no. way to start this. <laughs> I said Ski. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I got a funny story to tell you about that scene. You almost called me Sky. Is mm-hmm. my nickname is Ski, in case people who listen to the show don't know. And a couple of years ago, my wife and I went to a, a restaurant. We, you know, the one where you have to give your name and go sit down in the waiting area. Right. And so we're waiting. All of a sudden, the lady says, Sky, party of two. And I looked at my wife. I'm like, I saw her write down SKI mm-hmm. and I'm like, that must be us. And I walked up there. I said, yeah, we're ski. She goes, oh, I'm looking for sky. I'm like, no, SKI no. is <laughs> ski like you do on the slopes of Colorado. Anyways, I love your accent. I love people. I love all my guests, but I love the ones who have a cool accent like yours a little more because thank you. You know, we were talking before we started recording about how on Siri, I have got the Australian Siri and sometimes I have British. I would wish they had New Zealand or Hispanic. How do you not have a Hispanic Siri? I mean, Apple, come on. Well, you know, I think it's because different people from different parts of South America, for example, or Mexico or even Spain has different accents. So you cannot call it Latin accent or Spanish accent because of somebody from Madrid is not going to speak the same way of somebody from Venezuela, you know? So I guess that's why they don't want to, they don't want to pick one or the other one. Well, how much room could it possibly take to have Spanish, (laughs) South America, Spanish, Madrid, Spanish, whatever. I mean, come on. We're not talking gigabytes of files here. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Anyways, we're not going to talk about Siri and accents and all that stuff on the show. We're going to talk about, a topic I love to talk about, that is the mindset of going from poverty or scarcity to abundance. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I will I will start the show off this way, Claudia. I used to think that I don't anymore. Just want people mm-hmm. to know that. I used to think you can't have abundance mindset until you have lots of abundance. But that's backwards. You need to have an abundance mindset before you start getting abundance. And it sounds counterintuitive, but that's that's what happens. That is true. That is true. It's like if you have to put the message out there to the universe first, kind of it. But yeah, it's the conversations actually that you have with yourself. To be able to have an abundance mindset, you got to start with you. The works are inside of you, in your head. And if people would know how important it is when we tell ourselves the conversations we have with ourselves, they will be a lot kinder. You know, even silly things like saying, I'm so clumsy or I'm so 
unorganized. The other day I went to an event and sometimes I feel like I am the assistant of my husband because I have to be behind him telling him this is so-and-so married two times and three kids are this, 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 and that because he never remembers names. And I'm not great at remembering names either. But somebody came to me, um, we were talking and she says, I never remember names. And I said, and as long as you keep saying that to yourself, you won't because your mind is a muscle and you got to train it. So whatever information we input into our mind, it stays there until we replace it with another belief. That's where the limited beliefs come. We adopt things that people have said to us in a way, and we assume or pretend they're true, they're facts, and we run with it, you know? So when we start replacing all those limited beliefs for beliefs that actually are going to empower us, are going to make us feel good about ourselves, are going to help us see what we actually have in our life and not just, you know, what people tell us, which is another thing that we'd like to adopt. You know, somebody tells us, oh my God, you're so smart. And we're like, yeah, I'm so smart. But do you really believe you're smart? Do you really think in your core that you are a smart person? And if not, why are you adopting what somebody else is doing or saying about you? Mm. Self-talk is so key. And I see it happen all the time. I've done it myself. I'm an idiot. Why can't I figure this out? But if you speak something and you mm-hmm. speak it with emotion, I'm stupid. I'll never make money. I'll never make a sale. I'll never have anybody listen to my podcast or watch my TikTok videos or whatever. Well, you know, you're probably going to self self fulfill your own prophecy because that's what you're saying. Now, I'm not saying like I write down in my journal every day. I have a net worth of a hundred million dollars. I don't have a net worth of a hundred million dollars. (laughs) What's that? I said, bravo that you write in your journal. You know, not a lot of men like to do that. And I think it's so empowering and helpful to have a journal that if people would only know that, I don't know how to explain this, but when you go back in that journal and you see actually all the positive things that happened for you in your life, all the good things that you do have in your life, all the blessings that you do have in your life, then even if you're having a really, really mediocre day or bad, bad day, you're going to feel empowered right there because you're going to realize that you didn't have you don't have a bad life. You're just having a bad moment, you know? And Mm -hmm. that is so empowering. I always tell my clients, if you don't want to buy a a journal in the store or in Amazon, whatever you buy your stuff, get a piece of paper every day, write your gratitude in the morning, write how you feel uh, fulfilled about in your life, write what you need a little more work, you know, and make yourself a promise that you're going to work on that and then go back on those papers and see if you keep that promise to yourself. It's so important to journal. I cannot tell you enough about it. We can talk about journaling the whole show because it's so, so important. Well, I write in my journal four things every day. I write one, I have Mm -hmm. a net worth of a hundred million dollars. Two, I have a million downloads every month of my podcast. Three, I have a million followers. And four, I weigh 185 pounds or less. Now, Uh none of those are here now, but I write them every day because they are going to happen. 
And that's called living intentionally. If you are living by, well, I hope I have a net worth of $100 million and it's never going to happen. Or I hope I have a million downloads or I hope I have a million followers or I hope I weigh 185 pounds. It's never going to happen. You have to say, this is what's going to happen. Now, subconscious mind, you go to work, figure out how to make it happen and tell me what to do. But a lot of people... They keep everything in their head. And for me, the power of getting a pen and getting in my journal and writing down my goals, I, this is backed by science, by the way, too. This is not some Mm -hmm. frou-frou thing. This is backed by science. People who write their goals down, people who write their successes down, which is something else I do at the end of every day. I write down what went right that day because a lot of things went right that day and you can't help but feeling great. Mm Mm-hmm. That is absolutely true. And then also you have to live with intention. You know, when you have something written down, make sure that you write by when. Don't just write, I'm going to have a million followers, right? I'm going to have a million followers by next year on April 3rd. So then you have a by when, and that motivates you, empower you and fuel you to do whatever you need to do to accomplish that goal. If it's like when people, I don't know, um, this is something that really annoys me when people said, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I tell my children, I'm going to is dead. You either, either do it or you don't, because I'm going to is like what you said, you know, I hope. So it's not that somebody's going to knock at your door and say, Hey, are you ski? I heard you wanted to have a million followers. Here's your list. <laughs> it's not going to happen. So it's not going to happen. You need to make it happen. You know, that's a good point. The reason why I don't put a, a buy when on my goals is because I don't write them as I will have a million followers. I say I have a million followers. Right. But you make a very interesting point because I could say I have a million followers by date. So I mm-hmm. see, listener, I don't do these podcasts for you. I do them for me. And I just <laughs> let you listen. I'm just being completely honest here. So I'm going to start adding the by wins to my goals. But listener, if you don't have any goals, that's step one, create some goals. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you don't worry about getting the goals perfect. Just come up with some goals, make exactly. them big, start writing down every day and watch what happens to your life. Exactly. And another good thing about goals or another technique that I use with my clients when it comes to goals is we can have a hundred goals and it's okay to have a hundred goals. Nobody has to come and tell you, you only can have five. No, you can have as many as you want. But the trick is once you have your list, put a number next to them and see what of those goals are a priority for you. Ah. Which of those goals are more important Then you go to the second part that we just talked about and you write by when I'm going to achieve those goals. So then you have a set of goals for the next year, for the next five years, for the next 10 years. And you don't feel the pressure of having to do everything because oftentimes that's what happened. We feel overwhelmed just with the thought of everything that we have to do. And, you know, you don't have to do anything at all. At the end of the day, you're going to do what you want to do. But if you have that organization, which is part of what I was listening to you um, on your website, and you declutter your mind, and you just focus on what is important, then you're going to achieve those goals a little easier, because you're not going to have the weight of the other 
95 goals that you would like to achieve in your life? Hmm. For me, I like having four or five goals. I used to have 10, 15, 20 goals. And number one, I write my goals down every day. And Mm -hmm. so the more goals you have, you do it right. The power is writing them down every day. You start having 50 goals. That's a lot of goals. And I do mine. Here's how I do my goals. This is, this is an interesting way I write my goals. I don't copy what I write. I open my journal and sometimes my goals will change. And mm-hmm. because I'm not merely copying what I wrote yesterday, I'm just like, okay, what's on my heart now for the last three, four months, I've had the same goals, but someday those goals are going to change. And that's why I think fewer goals that are really specific that you're really on fire for right. is better than having 45 goals. And when you write yes. your goals, just open up your page, your journal or your notebook or your sheet of paper. What's on your heart today for your goal? Don't worry about what you wrote yesterday or last month. What mm-hmm. about today? I think so many people, they're only copying what they wrote back yesterday. And if you're just copying, what happens is that now your heart's not in it, your subconscious mind's not in it, correct? But maybe, you know, maybe you don't want that goal anymore and it's right. okay. I always said, God allows you turns. So you know what? <laughs> you can allow you turns for yourself as well. If you wake up one day and decide, you know what? I don't want to learn to play drums anymore. Maybe five years ago was something that it was very important for me. But right now I have other goals. My perspective have changed. My dreams have changed. The idea of where I want to retire has changed. A lot of factors in my life have changed. So that goal that probably was very important to you a year ago, two years ago, is not as important anymore. And it's okay. You're not quitting. You're not um disappointing yourself. You're not saying, no, I'm I'm not going to do it because I don't think I'm capable to do it. It's okay to change your mind. And you should allow that to, to yourself because that means you're growing. That means you're narrowing what you really, really want. And perhaps playing drums wasn't that important. So it's okay. You know, change your mind, make mistakes, and then figure it out what it is that you really want for you and go for it. Now, I want to go back to scarcity versus abundance. So mm-hmm. one of the things I have been doing, and this is a small hack that anybody could do. A lot of people say, well, Mark, you don't understand. I don't have a lot of money. I can't uh, I can't live in abundance. Here's how I began to get out of my scarcity mindset. I happen to like Diet Coke. Now, I mm-hmm. only have Diet Coke from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. because the caffeine and sleeping, all that good stuff. But I like it in the 16.9 ounce bottles. So here's what I do. I don't care if they're on sale. I don't care if I have a coupon. When I go to the store, I buy the 16.9 ounces of Diet Coke. Mm -hmm. I don't buy Diet Pepsi because it's on sale. If you do little things like that, if your favorite ice cream is like I'm here in Texas, we have Bluebell. If you like Bluebell and Bluebell is twice as expensive as the next brand and you want Bluebell, buy Bluebell. Why do Mm -hmm. I tell you that? That simple things, because you mentioned earlier about, you know, uh, flexing your muscle, exercising your muscle. Well, if you do small choices like this, you're going to start getting that. Wow. I am an abundance mindset. I want this thing, but I'm not going to worry about a coupon or when it goes on sale. I'm going to buy this thing because I want to buy it. If you start small, you're going to start building up those muscles. Do you agree with that? Yes, I know. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, you, I think it's very important to know the difference between settling and compromising. Mm. You know, oftentimes we settle and we think we're compromising and then we resent ourselves. 
So that it would be the first, the first thing that I would bring to the pot. The second thing is abundance has for me nothing or very little to do with money. It all has to do with how I feel about my life. So I could live in a efficiency or a little studio in the basement in New York and still feel that I have a life of abundance. Or I can live in a mansion with five cars parked outside and feel like I have nothing because my mind is not where am I supposed to be. So yes, if you want something to make you feel that you have abundance like the soda that you prefer, and you're not going to settle and you're going to maybe compromise because your budget is not going to allow you to always spend that amount of money, you can still say, you know what? The first week of the month, I'm going to buy the soda I want. And then I'm going to make it last a little bit because my budget is not going to allow me, but I'm going to spoil myself. Oftentimes when people talk about um, self-care and self-love, and, and I'm talking about that because when you do that to yourself, you're giving self-love to yourself. That's not self-care. You understand? You're doing something to spoil, to indulge yourself. Like when you go to the spa, that is, you know. <laughs> You've never been to a spa. <laughs> but when somebody goes to the spa, you right. know, it's it's very different. When people say, oh, I'm giving self-love to myself because... Uh, well, that's, you're not supposed to say self-love to yourself, but I have an accent, so you can forgive me for that. But you can give self-love, so I'm going to the spa. That's totally different. Self-love is when you talk nice to you. Mm-hmm. When you give love to your kid, you don't take the kid to the spa. You don't ki- buy your kid a soda. You don't take your kid to the movies. When you give love to your kid, you give them attention. You you show them that that, per- that that child, that person is important to you. You make time for them. You uh, care about what that child or that person feels. You acknowledge that person. So the same thing we got to do with ourselves. That's the difference between self-love and self-care. You know, when you, what you do when you buy a soda, you do in self-care because you, you know, this is something you like, mm-hmm. but also it's important to add to the mix, the self-love, because if you just do things like that, then your concept of abundance is going to be not as clear. And you might end up not feeling that you have a life of abundance if one day you don't have money to buy that soda. That That's a very valid point. I had never thought about it that way, but the, the reason why I do it is because of the S word, settling. I would mm-hmm. settle for whatever was the cheapest. Right. And I just drew a line in the sand. I'm like, no, I'm I'm not going to settle for this anymore. Now, the reason why I start with soda and ice cream and stuff like that, because most most people that's affordable. Right. You now you get in the cars and houses. That's a totally different game. Mm-hmm. But I believe it comes back to the mindset. You should not do something just because, well, I heard a podcast. I'm going to do it. You need to. You, why are you doing it? I'm doing it because I love the taste of Diet Coke. I don't like any other diet soda. I don't like any other soda, period. So I like Diet Coke. So if it's on sale or not, I'm still going to buy it. Now, here's the thing. In the grand scheme of things, when it's off sale, it doesn't go up like 900%. It's like a couple bucks. So if you can't afford to buy it in full price, you probably shouldn't be buying it when it's on sale, what I'm trying to say. And that's probably not the best example (laughs) because I know Diet Coke's not really good for you. 
But my point is, is the abundance comes from your mindset. And I love how you said that you would be content no matter where you are. And a lot of people think, oh, when I get this, I'll be happy. Or when this happens, I'll be happier. When I graduate college, I'll be happy. And you're constantly chasing that next thing. Well, right. here's the thing. Okay. And, and as a biblical Christian, Paul writes in the Bible that you have to be content with what you have right now, Absolutely. because if you're not happy right now in this moment, mm-hmm. nothing is, people can't make you happy. Things can't make you happy. You have to be happy from the outside. I'm sorry, from the inside out. But a lot of people have it backwards. Got overwhelmed? Then you need to get my free guide, 10 Quick Ways to Conquer Overwhelm. This free guide will help you quickly deal with overwhelm so you can get back to making the impact you've dreamed of. Get your copy for free at OverwhelmSucks.com. Right. Yes. And that doesn't mean that you are going to settle, as you said, you know. That means that you're in the moment. We should be able to savior, to to enjoy mm-hmm. what's happening in this moment. You have no control over what happened before or what's going to happen after. You don't even have control over what's happening right in this moment. But you do have control over how you feel, how you perceive the moment, how you enjoy that moment, how you decide to look for the bright side of the moment if the moment is not that great. All that you have control. The rest is out of your control. And oftentimes we waste our time figuring out our future or dwelling about the past and we missed out on the moment. It's like when people come to you and tell you their story of their life that they have memorized and it's amazing to me when I listen to people talking about things that happen to them. I don't, I don't see things happening to me. I see things happening for me because either I'm going to learn something out of it. I'm going to grow out of it, but it's never happening to me. But when I hear people talking about their story and they have memorized it, and then I went there and guess what happened? Then the person came in and you know what he said to me? And it's kind of like a script they have in their mind. And they <laughs> repeatedly, they repeat it as, as if they are um, a computer or a recording. And what we're doing in that moment is so detrimental because you are experiencing again a moment that wasn't a positive or joyful moment, number one. Number two, you're wasting your present. Using it to repeat something that already happened and it's not going to bring you a different outcome because you're already convinced that what happened happened that way. You're already convinced that how you felt, you still feel right now. So nothing is going to change. The only thing you're doing is wasting your now. You're wasting your now with a story of the past. And that's the worst thing you can do. Some people go on vacation and they're in the beach and they're in beautiful places and they're talking about what happened to them when they were 10 years old and why their dad was rude to them or why their mom didn't love them. And I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) Open your eyes, look around you. This is where you are. That already happened. Yeah, you can dwell a little bit and think how you cannot be so affected by those things and and work on it. Like when somebody says something and, and it triggers you, you know, and you're like, oh, 
this is a part of my life or this is something that I still need to work on because otherwise it wouldn't be triggering me. You can stop in that moment and kind of make a note to yourself, like this still bothers me, so I need to work on it. But going full force into your seven-year-old, eight-year-old, when you are on vacation or when you're taking a walk in a beautiful you know, fall day when the leaves are falling and everything is orange and it's beautiful and you're just wasting that moment. It's so, so detrimental for everybody that does that. And I always say that to my clients, don't do that. You have an hour here to talk about it. Let's talk about it now, but don't waste the rest of your day thinking about it and thinking about it because you know, I, and, and I do it sometimes and I have to stop myself and, sh- and shift, you know, because everybody goes through that. And not only that, but a lot of people who are seeking for the next great thing, they got to realize that you're not promised another second, another minute, another hour, another week, another yeah. uh, year. You assume mm-hmm. there's going to be tomorrow. What if today is your last day and you, you spent it dwelling on what could have been? Thank you. It's like those people that save a dress for a special day. They buy a dress and they never wear it. Well, oh, not no, me, no, but I'm going to wear point. it when something special happens or or um, I'm going to wear it when uh, when I get engaged. Or I'm going to wear it when. You know what? I'm sorry, but Elvis died in the bathroom. You never know when your time is going to come, you know, so you cannot live your life like that. Um I I had this conversation with my husband yesterday. My husband and I have a different idea about a lot of things. And that's great because we can have very powerful conversations. And he got the booster for the vaccine. So he he felt miserable for the last two days. And I thought I had like a stomach flu or something because I wasn't feeling my best either. So he turned around and said to me, the next time that I want to have a shot, please remind me how sick I get. And I said, well, I actually reminded you before you got the shot (laughs) not to get it because the last time he was very ill. My husband is 73. So, you know, the older you get, those heavy symptoms wait more. So he turned around and he said to me, well, I don't want to die with COVID. And I said to him, and do you know? How are you going to die? Because if you do know that, then you are in the wrong career. You should be telling people what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know if I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning and I'm going to fall down the stairs and that's going to be my last day. So why do you live in fear of something happening to you? Something is going to happen at the right time. I I truly believe that God, the universe, the higher power, whatever you want to call it, has a plan. And sometimes I just, you know what? I surrender. I just go, okay, that's the plan. I'm just going to be present today. I'm going to be joyful. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to try to see the best of every situation. And if I get another day, then I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning grateful for another day and let's start again. But if I'm going to be doing all the things that everybody in this world is doing because they don't want to die, I think it's a little ridiculous if you ask me because you don't know when you're going to die. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, when you were talking about your husband and, you know, his illness from the, the shot, 
one of the things that really drives me nuts because my father's 81 years old and mm -hmm. he's Mr. Negativity. He's like, oh, I know this new medication is <laughs> going to cost too much money. And I know this. And I'm like, dad, what are you doing? You're you're getting so angry. Like he got all said about the Ukraine war and he goes, oh, this whole Ukraine war, it's horrible. I said, dad, but what can you do about it other than pray? You can't go over there and fight. Right. So sometimes we got to sit there and go, we got to take care of ourselves and our loved ones in the in closest to us first and then start spreading out. Yeah. Do I like starving people in Africa? No, yeah. but I can't solve all the woes of the world. And if I can't, then I start doing negative self-talk about how I'm a bad person. You, you gotta, you, you gotta sit there and go, okay, wait a minute. What can I control? Well, I can control my attitude. Mm -hmm. I can't control the people speaking to me, but I can control my responses to them. And I think if we all start from within our heart and mm -hmm. work outwards, instead of worrying about the world, like right now in America, there's so much divisiveness with the elections and the, the, the politicians, but I, I look at, I can vote and I did vote. I voted yesterday when the, when the first day of our early, mm -hmm. early voting. But I'm done. I've done my civic duty. I cannot exactly. control how the rest of the world, how the rest of the country votes. But people get so wrapped up into this and they get all this negative, uh, angry talk. And I'm like, what is the point of sitting on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook and just, you know, you know, harassing people who voted this way or the other way? Does that really make you feel good? No, it doesn't because you are you're living in the pool the Seth pool of negativity. Right. We need to live in the pool of positivity. Mm -hmm. And I know life is not great, but listen, you need to choose. I wake up every day. I was excited about this conversation with you. You have to wake up with an attitude. You can't wake up. Your first thought should not be, Oh my gosh, it's morning already. It should be, Hey, it's a new morning. It's, exactly. it's a different, it's the same words essentially. But it's how you approach the day. I can tell you, Claudia, you wake up every day and you're like, oh, my gosh, I get another day in this planet. And some yeah. people wake up and go, oh, my gosh, I get another day in this planet. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's my husband and I. <laughs> my <laughs> husband sometimes will look at me and she goes, what are you so happy about? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, why? <laughs> but it's true. And I think that one of the things and one of the practices that helped me so much in the morning actually is waking up and do my best not to grab my phone because mm -hmm. then you go into that zone that is not always good. So I do my gratitude. I'm like, Today is going to be a great day. I'm so grateful for my body that, you know, I'm 55 and I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm starting to have back pain and knee pain and all those <laughs> pains that comes with the age. But that's okay because I still can go for a walk. And if I can go for a walk, yeah. I'm going to go in the, because it's too cold, I'm going to go in the treadmill, but I am going to do things that are going to empower me. It's going to make me feel good. If I'm stuck in traffic, I have two options. I can be upset at the person in front of me or the side of me and flip them and scream and do whatever. Or I can say, you know what? I'm going to listen to a podcast today and I'm going to sit in the car and no matter how angry I am, no matter how frustrated I am, I'm going to get there when I'm supposed to get there. So I'm just going to sit here and enjoy the ride because that's my only option right now. 
Well, actually not. The other option would be be angry for the <laughs> next 35 minutes until I get to that place. So it's really about you. And if people will know the power they have in, in, in deciding what kind of life and what kind of day, and what kind of moment they're going to have, this would be a much happier world. And talking about the news, what you were saying before, we turned the TV on. I mean, it's funny because I never used to watch TV before I married my husband, but my husband like, likes to watch TV. He falls asleep watching TV and then he, he got me into these routines that I never had before. But, um, and, and, and at this point, you know, you, you replace habits, you know, eliminate habits, you replace habits. So now that's a habit for me. <clears throat> Thank you, honey. So, um, so when, you know, when, when you start seeing what's happening in the world and instead of being angry, you learn from that. I mean, that's a tricky thing because you would say, what am I going to learn from the war? And then take a step back. Sometimes a bad example is the best example. You know, sometimes seeing what other people allow to happen in their country, it's an eye opening for us in an eye opener. And then we can say, you know, I don't want my country to ever have to go through this. So I am going to make different changes. I'm going to make different choices so I can create those changes. And like you said, you're not happy with your government, go vote. You know, you, you, you need to do your part and it's so much you can do. My husband, when we go to, to a place, for example, you know, he's the same way. We're not going to find a parking lot. It's going to be too crowded. And I'm like, so what, you know, add steps to your, to your phone, because if you park far, then you can have more steps at the end of the day is a good thing because you have 12,000 instead of a thousand. I love that. I love that. You know, when people see me, they're like, Hey Mark, or Hey ski, good to see you. And I'm always saying it's good to be seen. And some people go, that's a great answer because the alternative is I'm dead. So I always say it's good to be seen because it's good to be seen. That means I'm alive. And I think people need to, there's so much negativity in the world. People like you and me, Claudia, we need to work really hard to spread the joy and the happiness and the gratitude of being alive. Yeah. Your life may not be perfect. And I've heard there's a lot of billionaires who are not happy. So money does not make you happy. You have to, like we said several times in the show, your happiness comes from inside. And so please join Claudia and I to spread positivity, the love, the gratitude throughout the world. We need to infect every person on this planet with the the good disease of gratitude and happiness. Because can you imagine if everybody from Putin and Kim Jong-un to President Biden to Claudia and me were all happy, we wouldn't have war because who's going to go to war when we're all happy? But you, but we are doing that in a way. You're doing it in your podcast. I'm doing it with my books. You don't have to change the world. You got to start with yourself mm-hmm. and then the next person and then the next person. It takes so little to, to, to help somebody shift. You're in the grocery store. Talk to the cashier. You're in line voting. Talk to the person in front of you. Be interested. You are part of this world. You don't live in an island by yourself. And, you know, you don't have to have contact with anybody else. You are sharing this world with a lot of people that perhaps don't have the possibilities that you and I have to have this conversation, for example. 
and they don't they don't have even the knowledge of the possibility of being joyful because they have had a life of of, of misery of not in not in a in a in a financial way but in an emotional way and they don't see the light at the end of the tunnel and it's all about attitude and sometimes you know when you talk to somebody in a kind way and you help them shift in that moment it create that ripple effect so that person now is like hey, I had a really nice talk with this lady. <laughs> so now I'm going to open the door in the UPS store for somebody else. And then that other person goes, you know what? I was having a really bad day, but this this person opened the door for me and, and he was so kind. And now I'm going to pay for the coffee because I can, you know, mm-hmm. of the person behind me. I mean, money is really a tool. Yes, That's how I see it. And if you use that tool, of course, to take care of yourself and your loved one, but then to do good to other people. It takes so little. It takes really so little. You know, you see a homeless in the street, instead of giving them $5 or $1 or 25 cents, if you have the possibility and you're close to a fast food restaurant, why don't you invite him in and tell him, pick something? Mm -hmm. I mean, I did that once, well, I've done different things, but I remember once I did that with somebody, um, he was sitting outside um, a fast food restaurant and I was next door in a phone company store. I don't want to pluck anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and so when I came out, he was sitting in the floor and there was a restaurant there and, and, and not a restaurant, but a fast food place. And I don't understand how somebody that works in a place like that, that they throw so much food, cannot think forward, you know, and say, there is a person outside that probably didn't eat since yesterday. Instead of throwing this bread, I'm just going to put it in a bag and give it to them. So that sometimes blows my mind. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I told the guy, I was with my husband and I felt like if, if I have the blessing, I have to share the blessing. I have to share the blessing. I cannot just turn around and walk like this mm-hmm. because I I don't think I could sleep at night, you know? So I said to him, are you hungry? And he looked at me like, first of all, why is this lady speaking to me? Usually people <laughs> run away from the homeless, right? And here I am going to, are you hungry? In such an odd question, because of course he was hungry, but I didn't want to offend him. I didn't want to intrude. So that was my opening line. And he says, I am, I'm very thirsty too. And I said, come with me. Um, Let me buy you some lunch. So we went inside to the store and he was probably in his 20, which breaks my heart because I have, I have daughters at that, you know, they're 25, 26 and 29. And I feel very blessed that I can provide for them when, when things are not great for them. And I'm, I feel very blessed that they can provide for themselves, you know, as well. So I took him inside and he was looking at the menu and I promise you, it was like a good five to seven minutes that he was looking at this menu and I'm standing there. And I I was like thinking a, a lot of things. I'm thinking maybe he doesn't know how to read. Maybe he's a foreigner. Maybe he does. And I didn't, bother him you know I wanted to allow him to have that moment and I said do you need help and he said I just don't know what to order 
because there were so many options. Mm. And imagine how many times we take that for granted, that we can get anything out of that menu. And we can come back later if we don't get that, or maybe we don't like it and we throw it in the garbage. He didn't know what to order because the possibilities were so many that he couldn't pick just one. So finally he picked it and I got him the lunch and I was like, it takes so little. It takes so little. If you are in a blessed situation where you can spare a $5 bill instead of giving it to somebody and who knows what they're going to do with it, you know, buy them lunch, buy them something to eat. Doesn't take anything. And that might be the first good meal that that person had in so long, you know, and you already did your good deed. So, hey, one more. Good. Work on your wings. There you go. Claudia, this has been an incredible conversation. Anybody who listened to it and is not moved to to do a little bit today to change, uh, you should go and get professional help because what you <laughs> shared with us today was absolutely incredible. And I know people are going to want to know where they can find out more about you and what you're doing in the world. So how can they do that? So I am a writer. And I know you know that you did already the introduction. So um, my books are in Amazon. My my website is www.brighterdaysbook.com because I want to give everybody a brighter day. And you know i I work with my I work with my um, how do you say that with my fees because. I think that we all have a mission in this world and everything is not about how much things are. And I have been in situations where, you know, I have coached people in the street and I have been in situations where I have reduced my fees when I coach somebody because I really know that that person is hungry and they need it and I am able to provide it. So reach out. Let me help you. Let me guide you. That's what I do. And, and my husband said, that's my high and it is my high. I love it. Even when I watch it from a distance, I love it when somebody achieve their better self and they have a joyful life. This is what we should all dream of in this world for people to live a joyful life. Because when you are happy you want everybody to be happy. When you're miserable, you're going to start pushing buttons because you're going to blame everybody else for your mm-hmm. unhappiness. You're going to be in a victim place. Never is going to be your fault. And that's not the way to live this life. And I think a lot of the issues that we have right now is because everybody's in their bubble with their phone. Nobody cares about anybody else. And we do live in a world that we share. And it's an obligation to be kind, not only with ourselves, and most of all with ourselves, but with everybody else. Claudia, I am so thankful you came on the show today because this is a topic that's really super important for everybody in the world. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski podcast. I really appreciate your time and attention. Before you go, I'd like to ask you for a favor. If you have not subscribed to this podcast in your podcast player of choice, would you do that right now? This way, every time a new episode comes out, you will be informed. Second thing is, while you are subscribing, please consider leading a rating and a review. This helps the podcast get discovered. And the third thing, I know I'm asking a lot of you. The third thing is, if you know of someone who can use this episode right now, why don't you just share it with them? Every podcast player that I'm aware of makes it really easy to share an episode. So if you're thinking of a family, a colleague, a neighbor, a friend who needs to hear this episode, go ahead and hit that share button and send this podcast to them right away so I can help them like I I helped you. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back real soon with a brand new episode.